Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Really appreciate you being a part of the show today. We will be joined by Antoine Randall L., former NFL wide receiver, former college quarterback, uh, which I'll talk about at the end of the podcast. Uh, but we uh, were able to sit down with him at the Joe Gibbs Celebrity Golf Tournament. And, and so the, the passion and energy that Randall L. has is contagious and evident. And I think you'll love this interview today. Talk a little football, talk marriage, talk about what he's up to now, and, and you, you're going to love it. So let's jump right in. But before that, let me remind you that we have a daily devotional Monday through Friday that you can sign up for free on our website, unpackingit.com. And basically, we take a current sports story related to the Bible, related to our own lives. And so be sure to, to get that into your inbox by going to our website. Now, here's our conversation with Antoine Randall L. And here we are at the inaugural Joe Gibbs Celebrity Golf Tournament at the Peninsula Club, raising money for Game Plan for Life and the North Carolina Field Minister Program, uh, which is just an, an awesome opportunity. And, and right now we are joined by former NFL wide receiver, spent time with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Washington Redskins. He's Antoine Randall-L. Antoine, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Man, well, we're, we're excited to, to have you, and, and, and we were talking right before we started. You've got some exciting stuff going on now that the, the playing career is over. Fill, fill us in on, on, on what's happening. Yep, so I'm uh, right now I'm currently an uh, athletic director at a private uh, Christian high school. Uh, that's my everyday gig, if you will. Uh, I also have a company called Leadership League. Um, uh, we have a, a, it's like four or five of us in the group. We have a great team, and what we do is uh, we do fan engagement um, with the with NFL players uh, is what we started. Right now we've done the uh, Legends of Pittsburgh Cruise. Uh, we've done the Packers Legends Cruise. Wow. Yep, and then uh, coming up here in 19, we'll have um, the 49er Faithful Cruise, and oh. then we'll have another uh, Legends of Pittsburgh Cruise. I want to do more, uh, thinking about doing some stuff. Um, uh, with, uh, we want to do a DC Legends cruise. Okay. Yeah, but in doing these cruises, let me back up. In doing these cruises, obviously everything for us is about the kingdom. We're a values-based company. Uh, we're based out of Pittsburgh. And <clears throat> what we do, we have an opportunity. We bring the players on board the cruise ship or we bring them to a stadium, whether we're having like a, a camp out with the, with, the, <laughs> oh, wow. with the players. Yep, so fans get a chance to be a part of that. Uh, uh, they, play, they, they pay some money to come in and visit and be with those and – what we do is turn right around and write those checks back to the players um, for them being a part of what they've done, and that goes to their charities. Oh, that's yep. excellent. Um, and then, obviously, that's our idea. Our idea is doing good through sport. Yep. So that's our way of doing good through sport. And then, obviously, uh, we're a values-based company, and we, we really love uh, impacting the kingdom of God. So everything that we do on the cruises, uh, whether we're doing it at the, uh, at the camp out or what have you, People come out, we have chapel services, you know, chapel services every morning on the cruise. Um, so we have people getting healed, saved, baptized. Love we it. have baptism like the fourth day of the cruise. Uh, so every year we have these cruises and people are surrendering their life to Christ, coming on the cruise to meet players and Man. leaving changed, leaving literally changed, whether changing their body, being healed. 
uh, and actually saving their soul from that from that perspective. So it's great. <laughs> That's incredible. Amen. So are, are the the players leading chapel or pastors coming in? Or so we have. So what we do, we have certain pastors who come in from different churches, and they just did a volunteer. They did a serve, yep. and we love the heart of uh, pastors that we bring in. Uh, and we brought them in, and yes, yeah, so we have some players who get a chance to, <clears throat> excuse me, some players get a chance to give their testimony during chapel. Great. And we know that that's what the fans want to hear. You know, it's, it's good to come and have a preacher or a pastor stand up and give you the word, uh, but to hear the inside of what the player has been through in their life and how God has kind of changed their life, and this is where I am now. Uh, and it, it gives people an understanding that, you know, Coming to know Christ doesn't mean everything's going to be peaches and cream. That's right. But it's about now, if I have a struggle, if I have an issue, I know where to turn. Mm. You know, I can turn. I can give everything I have. The Bible talks about casting, my, casting your cares upon God. Uh, so we try to share that with people and let them see that through the eyes of the athletes who are living for Christ. Amen. Antoine Randall L., our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and so uh, speaking of that, we'd love to hear your, your own story of how God has changed your life and, and to, to hear a little bit about uh, just the, the, the faith journey that, that you've been on. So uh, maybe take us back to who you were b- before Jesus and, yeah, yeah. And, 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 t- <laughs> and tell us how he's changed your life. Uh, a sinner, complete sinner. That's right. Bad. <laughs> so uh, you talk about... Uh, Growing up in a church, grew up in a church, went to church every day, Brian. I every mean, day? Every day. We went to church every day. Monday night, prayer meeting. Tuesday, Bible study. Wednesday was young folks meeting. Thursday <laughs> was old folks meeting. Regular old Friday service. Then Saturday, you had to come up because you had choir rehearsal. Wow. You had youth choir rehearsal. Then you were singing Sunday, in the choir. I had to sing in the choir. Oh, man. And it was you singing in the, the youth choir, and it wasn't because I wanted to. It was because I was a youth. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but mom, and, mom got us out of the house and got us doing that. And then on uh, Sundays, obviously, you went, and you were there all day, you you know, four or five services. Um, yeah, so that's what we did growing up. So I knew about living for Christ. I knew what it looked like. I knew about praying. I knew about speaking to things and watching God, you know, allow it to happen, speaking these things into existence. So I grew up seeing that stuff. Um, and then I uh, got to college and kind of lost my mind. Mm. Like I got a, at Indiana. Yep. Indiana University went there. Um, uh, quarterback of the football team, played basketball, played baseball. And that's when I kind of got loose in terms of uh, getting with this woman and that woman, I was all over the place from that perspective. And it was like, all right, God, I, I, I really need you. So my senior year um, in college is when I surrendered. Uh, oh, man. This was, this was, I was getting ready to go into the NFL, um, and I finished up my career. And I said, God, I said, I don't want to go in like this. I know the temptation that the NFL presents. You mm-hmm. know, I know in college you get presented with all kinds of different t- temptations. But what I've heard of this monster of the NFL and this temptation that's presented – I said, I don't want to go in. I said, I want to go in. I want to go in saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, so God saved me, delivered me. Um, that was in November. And then, um, lo and behold, I, I met my, not met my wife, ended up talking to my wife, who I already knew. We grew up in the same church. Oh, cool. But I just never really looked at her like that, <laughs> you know. Uh, my mom was saved 10 years before my dad got saved. So my dad would always, always tell us, don't you mess with them church girls. Uh, and not that church girls were bad, but it was just to not to bring shame upon our family. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. yep. Um, but uh, I ended up marrying my wife one year later from that point on. I, obviously, I wanted a wife. That was one of the things I was praying about. Man. Uh, so God delivered me, saved me, gave me my... Gave me my, my partner, my, my friend in terms of my wife. Uh, it's been, what, we've been 16 years now. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I just hadn't looked back, you know, been on fire for God and really just trying to get people I come in contact to know, to see and know how good God is, for one. And then where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Put it before the Lord 
and he'll give you this path. We got these different, in our minds, we got this path that we want to be on, this journey we want to go. But God said, that's great. I love that you have a path. I love that you have a journey. But I'm going to let you go this way a little bit, but I'm going to direct you where mm-hmm. I know it's best for you to go. Amen. Uh, it may be hard. It may be, it may sometimes be peaches and cream. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not yeah. going to be that always. But again, when you have these different things in your life, issues, whatever it is, you have God to lean on. You know, people who don't live for Christ, I, I, I say it all the time. What do they, what do you, what do you gravitate to? Oh, what do you call yeah. on when you're in a, just in a pit and you just don't know exactly what to do, how to come out of it? So uh, I'm thankful that God has delivered me and he's given me a mouthpiece to be able to, a platform as well to be able to share with different people about how good he is. Amen. Yes, I, indeed. I love it. And, <laughs> and, and you're very uh, open and transparent on, on your Twitter page as well, The Real Randall L. And uh, it's right there, Believer in Christ Jesus and some awesome verses and, and all that. So I appreciate your uh, unashamed attitude uh, about your faith. And, and so you, you mentioned your wife, and I always love asking guys who have been married for a while, yep. what, what is maybe the one piece of wisdom that, that you've learned and, and like to share to, to other guys who are either just getting into marriage or just looking for a tip to, to be a better husband? Oh, the most important thing is that your wife is number one. Hmm. Uh, when you come in to, uh, and I, I'll use my, myself for an example, I, I love to be transparent in this point as well. Coming to the NFL, you know, you have, you have a family that has been with you for years, have fostered you, have get, gotten you where you got to be, and have been there in your family has been there for you and take, have taken care of you, been through all the college games. They've been through everything with you. When you come into the National Football League or if you come into some big-time job and now you get a certain round of all this money and all these different things that come along, your family ends up, end up having to take a back seat because now not once, you, once you get married, because your wife really is number one. Yeah. She's the first priority. She is the focus from that perspective and everything else. It's second. I mean, you love you love Christ, <laughs> the Lord, and you love your wife. That's right. Uh, and everybody else, you love everybody else. That 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 is the order it should be in when it comes to um, a, a marriage, a relationship. When it comes to you having a wife, and that would that would be the one thing that I tell husbands around the world. Um, don't matter if you you know you know Christ, or don't know Christ. You your wife has to be first. And everything when it comes to that, you know. Well, and, and practically, what does that look like, prioritizing your wife? Yeah, so it, it, looks, like, it looks like this. It's not me going out making decisions uh, and not talking to her yep. about these decisions. Like, she, you, are, you are a team. You guys are together. Um, and quite frankly, bring your wife into these different decisions you want to make. You're going to get wisdom from her. Oh, yeah. It's a reason she's called a help. That's right. That's <laughs> it's right. It's a reason she's called it. And I, I, I wish I could take my wife into all my business meetings because she, she has this, <laughs> I'm serious, she has this unbelievable brain, this mind, like she has this creativity that's like, like none other. So to be able to have her in meetings or, or bring her around to different things and, and bounce different things off her, you know, babe, what do you think about this? And she'll give me such, it'll be, she'll give me such wisdom and such a subtle way. It's just like, oh, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think about that. And you got to humble yourself because like, man, I should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> so from, from that perspective, you always, so that's, that's one way. Then obviously the, one, the other way is when it comes to your family, other family members and stuff like that. Um, I remember a time it was always, for me, I didn't get that right away. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like, okay, my family, and then okay, my wife, yeah, I'll bring her along. But after two or three years of marriage, I realized, and I got the scripture, <laughs> yeah, that leave and cleave scripture. It's key. Um, it is key, and and that was one thing I had to realize, and I and I caught on to it. And when I caught on to it, she she began to flourish mm. because now she knows that 
I'm putting her first, and, I, and it's not just I'm dragging her alone. She's not there to follow. She's there to come with me from that perspective. So um, I, I, would share, I, would share that, I would share that with men across the world. You got to take the, that. Your wife is, she's, she, she's your girl. She's your girl. Take your girl with you. I love it. I love it. Antoine Randall L., former NFL wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers, Washington Redskins. And, and as we wrap up, because I know we, we got a golf tournament coming up here and got to get you some breakfast too. Yeah. Um, uh, mentioning the, the Redskins and the, and the Steelers, how, how close are you still to the team? How, how close do you, do you follow the team? And, and what's kind of your, your thought on both franchises? Right. It's the offseason at this point. Yep, I'm close to uh, both teams, follow both teams. Um, uh, obviously, I have a very um, – my relationship with the Steelers, uh, because of what we've been in terms of Super Bowls and stuff like that, playing the Super Bowls and the relationship I had or still have with the Roonies, is, is, uh, is, it's just been an awesome relationship and a great experience. Um, and the experience I had here, we had with the Redskins, again, awesome organization. Um, relationship with Dan Snyder is not as strong, and it, and it has nothing to do with anything other than just we just didn't connect as much as we did. But we did connect. We yeah. connect on, on a whole lot of different things, even with diff- doing different events. Uh, down with the, down at the stadium. So again, still connected there, and definitely um, are, are close there. I still do. Uh, this year, I'm going to be doing some stuff on radio and TV uh, with Larry Michaels, with Clinton Portis, oh, uh, with nice. Chris Cooley, doing some stuff uh, weekly uh, with the Redskins. So again, still close, a close relationship with the uh, with the teams uh, when it comes to those two different teams. You look at you look at these two organizations. Um, and, and the Super Bowl runs that they've had in the past, more so in the past for the Redskins, obviously the Steelers have some. Uh, I think 10 was the last time they've been, something like that. I know I played in that one. That's the one we got beat by Green Bay. Hate to bring it up, but we're the, talking about it. The, the, the one uh, against Arizona. That was in 08. They won in 08. 08. They won 08. in 08. Yep. Won in 08. Um, but you look at these two different these two franchises, and uh, the, the, difference, the difference that I always see is that the consistency in terms of you look at the head coaches and how long – the Steelers have had their head coach in a position and bringing in the right guy that fit your criteria. And then um, you look back at uh, the Redskins. I remember when Coach, when I came here to be a, be a Washington Redskins, Coach Gibbs was here, and he was the staple. Like what he said, it mattered. It, 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 was, the, it was the focus. It was, that's what it was going to be. Um, and I think he was, he was the right fit. And I think Dan is always trying to find hmm. that right fit yeah. for the program. And I think when it comes to – Dan, Dan is one of those guys that he he wants to be involved in everything, and I think he's gotten to the point where he sees that you know I want to put these people in place and let me get out the way. You know he's got Bruce in place, and obviously um, Jay Gruden. Right, right, right now he's got Gruden in place in terms, and, and you can see that that they are growing as well from that standpoint. It's just a matter of one or two plays here, man. I'm last year looking at them and covering them and just watching it. They had so many diff- so many plays, and they got to take it to the New Orleans game. They had two plays in the New Orleans game that could have sealed the deal. And there's so many plays that are like that throughout the season that could have propelled them into the playoffs. Uh, but they have – those are, those are they're, they're getting there. It's just a matter of continually building. And they went out and did a great job, I, I feel like, in the draft uh, this past year and then uh, offseason bringing in Alex. That's a big – that, that's a big one. Big one. We look at that one and we look at – we look at uh, uh, we look at Kurt now. Uh, Alex hadn't won a playoff game yet. That's right. Right. Kurt hadn't won a playoff game yet, but one is younger, one is older. So relationship has soured a little bit with Kurt. You bring in Alex now. Alex can and he's going to control the game. And what Alex did the previous year, getting that ball down the field. Oh yeah. That was I, I hadn't seen that in that in that capacity. So he was getting that ball down the field. He was checking down when he had to. And then the guy that got out of pocket and made some plays that he that he needed to make. So another guy who is live, 
later in his career, but he still got a live arm and get the ball down the field and has control, and he's going to take some leadership over that offense. It's, it's fascinating. I'm, I'm excited to see what, how he fits in and how quickly he uh, yeah. kind of gets things going for, for the Redskins. Well, Antoine Randall L., our guest today on Unpacking It. You can follow him on Twitter, the real Randall L. Love the passion for, for Jesus and the excitement, and, and thanks for joining us here on Unpacking It. Thank you, Bryce. I appreciate it. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Antoine Randall L as much as I did. And my big takeaway when I think about Antoine Randall L as a player in the NFL and and I think about how, okay, he, he was a quarterback in college at Indiana and he converts to wide receiver, spent nine years with, with the, the, the Steelers and the Redskins and really was always a weapon and, and, and a good wide receiver for a long time and so when you compare him to other quarterbacks that converted to wide receiver he's right up there as as one of the best ever and and if you look at the the game right now you've got Julian Edelman Terrell Pryor both with with quarterback experience you think back a a few years Brad Smith Josh Cribbs both had had some some moments and, and and a pretty nice NFL career but then you think back to guys like Matt Jones, Eric Crouch, didn't really work out for those guys. And then my personal favorite, uh, former Appalachian State quarterback, Armonte Edwards, who helped the Mountaineers beat Michigan. Uh, I was at that game. But, but he was the, the, the quarterback when I was in college, and he ended up getting drafted by the Panthers. But he just never could make that, that step in the NFL to the wide receiver position. He's actually playing really well in the CFL now, uh, but it was tough for him. And so... Uh, with the Panthers. But, but, so when I think about Antoine Randall-L, he made the conversion and, and it really worked out. And my other takeaway from the conversation was, was when Randall-L was talking about marriage. And I, I thought it was great wisdom when he was discussing how important it is to bring your wife into the decision and, and kind of that decision-making process and relying on her wisdom because I find that in my own marriage over and over that, that my wife, Jody, she, she sees things differently than I do. She makes me aware of things to look out for. She has discernment in, in different ways than, than maybe I do. And, and so it's so just valuable to take advantage of that in, in marriage, to, to be able to make decisions together that, that, that affect both of you. Uh, but then also, even on decisions maybe at work that she's not as involved with directly, but, but can lend that advice that, that ends up you know, benefiting you and, and just bringing her into the discussion. And, and I, I think sometimes we're maybe hesitant to do that, uh, but, but I think when we do, it just creates more unity, oneness, trust, and then she feels valued a- as well because you value her opinion, you value the wisdom that she has to then go along with your own wisdom. And so it's just, it's just better than, than, than relying on yourself in that situation uh, in some of those decisions that, that we all have to make day-to-day and, and big-picture situations as well. Just wanting to get on the same page is, is so crucial. So I thought that was, that was awesome from, from Randall L. as well. Let me know your thoughts on the interview. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. We've got uh, more great interviews the next couple of weeks to share with you. And so I hope you'll keep listening to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Have a wonderful week.